Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing quite well. You mm. seem a little bit. Uh, you seem a little bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, I don't know. There's some. There's mm. something in the way that you're pursing your lips, or mm. you seem <laughs> tight, tight-lipped. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? You have a mouthful of peanut butter. <laughs> no. You just ate a peanut butter rabbit. <laughs> I just ate. Uh-oh. Hang on. I've discovered it. <laughs> well, you have to read the you have to read the box. I just ate. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's like a gustatory mad libs. Um I just I've <laughs> I have a new convenience food that I like. Oh no. Well, I was I was rushing to get back because you know I look forward to our show. I just yeah. I think it was the Oh, it was the dry coppa. There's this thing you can get. There's this dingus, plastic dingus full of uh, sliced meats that you right. can get at Coppa. the lu- at the Lucky. Um, I at think the, at the Lucky, which is a drugstore. No, no, it's formerly Albertsons. Oh, okay, oh, all right, supermarket. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to tell you, John. Well, to, first to, to finish the thread, I, I was I was sucking a long white piece of fat out of my teeth because it was frustrating me, and mm. I hadn't thought to do that before I started calling you on the internet. <laughs> uh uh-huh. So hang uh-huh. on a which, second. Which mm. which which imitates the sound of a person who's a little <laughs> tense. If the lips oh are, my God, the lips are, are stiff. <sighs> I stiff feel lips. so much better now. Oh, I just had Cut to make an antipasto-shaped aperture. Ugh. So here's what you get. Now I got. I got. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is not cheap. So something like I don't know, seven or eight dollars. But it's called an antipasto, and it's this a cla- on the top. It's on the top shelf. This is the this is the primo the primo meat up here. I don't know how much you shop for groceries, John, but uh, when you do, you will not miss this if you go to the Lucky. You got the Lucky in, uh, of course you do. You got the Albertson Stir Fry Dinners up there, right? But we don't have uh, we don't have Luckies here, I don't think, or at least uh, not not in my neighborhood. Isn't Doug March from uh, up there? Is he Portland? You know, he, he he was talking about a uh, no, he's not. From oh, Portland. it's Twin Falls, Idaho. No, yeah, he's talking about Idaho. Hmm. He hmm. lives in Boise. He's a, he's from Boise. Boise. People, huh. Yeah, people think Built to Spill is a Seattle band, but they're they're an Idaho band. Hmm. You're allowed to have a beard in Idaho? Oh, in some parts of Idaho, it's required. And they, that, is it like a checkbox somewhere? You gotta, if you want to get the deed, they, they got to fill your beard? No, in fact, it's, it's a checkpoint on the highway. <laughs> you, you don't, there are whole sections you don't get All into. Right. <laughs> okay. It's by a company called, excuse me, <clears throat> it's by a company called Busetto. 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 Yeah, it might have leaned a little hard, but Busetto Foods. And uh-huh. it says, you can tell it's fancy because under that it says gourmet. Uh-huh. And it's San called, Remo, California. And that, is that San Dimas? That's where uh, Bill and Ted are from, right? <laughs> right. San Dimas High School rules. <laughs> no, wait a minute. San Dimas High School football rules. That's it. You know, I always like to think that you exist outside of time. But yeah, I, then I realize you've seen movies. You occasionally quote a line from a movie, which is not normally your style. But you, you know them. I, there, there are a few. It's, it's a, it's a problem I have because I, I often claim not to know anything about music. Mm-hmm. That's but, smart. That's, that's <laughs> that, that, that really benefits. Seriously, I'm serious. That benefits us. In, I don't. I, I act like I don't know anything about computers, and yeah. especially at parties and with family. Yeah. You know, um, I, I cannot just, fix your computer, and I'm the same way. I, I, I cannot fix your problem of not knowing what music to listen to. You think you'd ever want to be a host or what do they call it, a judge on one of those shows where you tell people how badly they sing? You think you'd ever you want know, to do I that? I have done that hmm. for the for the uh, for the EMP up here. People have come <laughs> a couple years in a row, uh-huh. and I've sat on a panel where we listened to demo tapes of like two dozen bands and narrow them down and give one like a prize. And then their band play, their, all the bands play at a big f- festival. I love it. I love that work. Because, the, because what, what's, uh, 
you know, what's happening in somebody else's song is very easy to see when you're sitting outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is it, is it uh, but they're not in the room. You're just listening to oh, a CD. Oh, no, they're in the room, and I'm looking them right in the eye and saying, <sighs> you know what happened when you went to the second chorus? You, you, you overthought it. You got a little too got a little too smart for your own good and you screwed it up and they go, Oh, and they mm. nod and they, they say, and then they come up afterwards and say, thank you. You've changed my life You've helped for helping me. Thank you for helping me. Can I do anything for <laughs> Had you? Had you considered after? that the diminished chord might have diminished your song? Mm-hmm. I only ever see it with the mute on, like when I'm picking up my Thai food. And I think I saw Howard Stern on one of these. I, and there's so really? many of them. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I, I, I don't, don't see, I don't watch that stuff. I watch a lot of TV, but I don't watch regular TV. I don't watch, we don't have cable, you know. I, I, you know, I have different means. And, and so yeah. I, I don't have to see those things unless I'm in a hotel room or a Thai restaurant. Right. You technically don't have to see them if you're in a hotel room, but you, you do have to you see them. You don't do that? Too. I always turn on the TV. It's really weird. Oh. I, I don't know why. No, I don't. I was over at some friend's house the other day, and we were sitting in the living room together, and we were there uh, for several hours talking, having a delightful conversation. But the TV was on in the bedroom with the volume on pretty loud, and it was just over there like there were there were people arguing in the bedroom basically is what it sounded like and Ugh. but we were sitting in we were sitting in the living room enjoying one another and nobody felt we weren't interested in going in and watching what was happening on the tv it was just in there as a kind of like a music almost playing like a, it was it was fulfilling the role of background music another thing that if i may say you um i don't say you don't like i think you actually despise background music is that correct well, not not for other people, or not in their not in other people's you, you houses. Don't begrudge, you don't begrudge them background music, right? I don't begrudge people background music, okay. but I never play it. I never have music on in the house uh, because uh, uh, it, it really distracts me. I cannot do anything else. If there's music playing, I I just I end up wandering over and sitting down in a chair in front of the speaker and mm-hmm. staring at it. Um, so I cannot wash the dishes and listen to music. I can't fold laundry with music on because uh, my brain can't take the can't take can't take that kind of distraction you focus and i and i for the same reason i never listen to talk radio people are like oh did you hear that thing on npr and i'm like i have never listened to npr in my life unless i am trapped somewhere where it's playing and then i want everyone to stop talking please so i can hear what the people on the radio are saying mm-hmm People that have NPR going all the time and they're con- they're conducting their daily business and they're on the phone with people and NPR is in the background. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you listening to this thing or are you doing this other thing? How can you, you can't do both? It's, it's like, a, it's, but it's like an aural, it's an aural fleece. It just it just keeps you cozy to have it on all the time. I think I used oh. to do it. and I can't do it now. It does not keep me cozy. It keeps me. I it makes it puts me absolutely on edge. When I get into a taxi and the guy is listening to talk radio, oh, the first thing I say is, "Would you turn the radio off, please?" Oh, they don't and, like that. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you do, though. Sometimes I, I, they don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that. Um, boy, I have a lot to circle back to. I got judges and snap. Then I say, "Yeah, sorry, taxi driver, would you stop looking at your phone, please?" Oh, brother. I think a lot of those guys are running eBay businesses. The ones, sure. the ones who have a Bluetooth and speaking in a language so that I won't understand them. I'm uh, pretty sure they're running either some kind of offshore thing or, yeah. and, or possibly an eBay it might be a, a sex slave thing, but yeah. they're talking the whole time. And it's just this, this hum. I don't even know what, uh, what, you know, you know kill, what kill hurts. What are they doing? They're tech support. <gasps> they're answering people's questions about their Macintosh. Computer. You're saying, 
You're saying they're double dippers. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking calls, except they're taking calls from people in India or Pakistan, fixing their computers. But they're in America. <laughs> wow. That's like, that's like, that's like a no Henry story. <laughs> but I asked them to stop all that. I want to talk to them about Pakistan. I, Although I, I had, yeah. a, I had I, a, I'm so scared to do that. No, please go ahead. Let's continue. I, I had a guy from, uh, from Eritrea one time say, Eritrea. <clears throat> Sorry. I'll cut that up. Say, say, uh, you know, the problem is that uh, I talk to uh, 50 people a day, and if I tell them all about Eritrea, <laughs> uh, then I have said the same thing uh, 50 times in a day. I have yeah. said the same thing about my home country 50 times. It, that is not interesting to me. What's interesting to me is you telling me uh, your story about what you are doing, Mr. Person, who is riding in my taxi. Hmm. And I said, wow, because from my perspective, I always get in a taxi and I try and find out from the guy where he's from and what his story is. And the guy's like, yeah, but we hate that because anyone who ever shows an interest in us wants to know the same thing. Where are you from? How long have you been in America? Why do you like it here? Do you ever go back? He's like, I've, you know, I've, I've told that story a billion times. I want to know why you are landing at Washington Dulles Airport and where I'm, you know, uh, how long you're going to be in Washington, D.C. That's what's interesting to me. Hmm. I was like, wow, we should have a conversation then where we each exchange information with the other. This is like, it's like an O. Henry story inside of an O. Henry story, which is perfect. Mm. So there'd be like a double twist. Now, here's the thing. I've never broken an arm. Um, and I've never had like, say, like a pepperoni-sized uh, birthmark on my face. But it seems I've to ne- me... I've never broken an arm or I've had never a broken size. anything and never had a cavity. What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. You've never had a cavity? Yeah, Wait, but... It, you don't have a cavity right now. Not a single one. A single one. I got. I got. I got. I have had uh, three wisdom teeth pulled, and apart from that, I'm flawless. Oh, I also had a double crown. I had a tooth growing behind another tooth, so I, I'm it might be fluoride. I had fluoride. You know, uh, precious bodily fluids. I had fluoride in the water in Cincinnati, so that I say no what you will. Cavities. No. Also, I had an uncle that worked at P and G, so we got a lot of crest. Oh my God! High five. Uh, Thanks uh, from across the internet. It's one of those things that really frustrates people. I have to be honest. I don't say it a lot. It's one of those things like, <clears throat> you know, like those people who would always get an A. They're like, oh, I'm sure I failed this biology test. And of course, they always get an A. And you're like, shut up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hate those people. And I, I don't like to be the person where somebody goes, I just had my 19th filling. And you're like, yeah, I've never had a cavity. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, yeah. It's incredible. Never had a cavity. You know, I've had a lot of uh, yeah, dental. dental problems. Mm-hmm. We, I, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to write that on a card to go in the big pile. Because mm-hmm. that Definitely. gets us, that gets us to an inter- interesting place. And here's the thing. Now I have had things like what? Um, now listen, this is not domestic abuse. But have you ever had anything on your face? It could be a cold mm-hmm. sore. It could be. I'm sorry. It could be a stress bump. It could be a bruise. But here's the thing. If you've got a broken arm, oh my god, you have to talk so much about your broken arm. Before I'm just saying, I've been around this. I have a funny first name, and when you have a funny first name, you don't suffer from this. You you have to constantly. First of all, I have to I have to live with, and this is fine. I have to live with. You mean like the magician? And I say yes, like the magician. <laughs> who who? What person under eighty years old says that? You, you mean like the magician? Really? <laughs> Merlin. Now I'm. <laughs> You know what that it is? is a funny it's, name. I, you know, my friend Marco, I've told you about my friend Marco with the Instagram. That's a funny name, too. That's Marco. a very funny well, here, name. Well, here's the is that thing. Some kind of Italian name? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. He lives in New York. I don't think they have Italians there. Here's the <laughs> thing Marco, Marco has a theory on this. I might have shared it with you. He calls it the snap to grid problem. 
Now you don't suffer from this because you're you're the problem in the snap to grid problem. Right. And he says, it, "Yes, you are. You're the monad, right? Apostle. Yes, well, yeah. There's right. a couple of them. We have to we have like different kennings to know who they are. Is that a word? Kenning? I think that's a word, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We used to use kennings a lot in college. Like there was there was a uh, lesbian Amy and snake Amy and other lesbian Amy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, you give kennings to people at a small college. Right. As the you other do. lesbian Amy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, they had my her. daughter's school. There's old Bella and new Bella and other uh, Bella. Right. Wouldn't it suck to be other Bella? Other Bella. Third Bella down. Yeah. But Bella, Bella sub three. Now, here's the thing. Okay. So if you got a broken arm, though, you're constantly, you know what? I'm just going to let you talk. I'm just saying that it would suck. It, it, it only sucks a little bit to have my name because I have a pretty awesome name. It's a great name. Merlin Mann. Merlin wow. Dean Mann. Merlin Dean Mann the third is a pretty cool name. Oh, my God. You could do worse. I should have named my daughter Merlin Dean Man the Third. You know that would have been real sweet <laughs> if I could do it back. If I could do it over. If I could go back. Yeah, like imagine <laughs> your name was like Donna Donna Flappy. <laughs> Donna Flapjacks. Toppy Smelly. No, 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 no. Other Donna Flapjacks. <laughs> you mean Denny's Donna? <laughs> no, 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 no. You mean Fast uh, Donna or Faster Faster Donna? Other Other Fast Donna. Uh, <laughs> that's Donna's all the way down. <laughs> if you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay so marco says the problem is what he calls the snap to grid problem now now if you i know you don't use computers but you know you can do things like where your icons in a window will, will snap to a certain pleasing grid i know you're right. just you're a little bit you know i don't like when people use ocd as an adjective so i won't do that but i know right. you like like things to be arranged a certain way if, if you have a my, name if my icons on my computer on my computer which i don't have yes if my icons are not snapped to grid yes i cannot sleep like if one of them is off, does that bother you? I have you? to come in and do it all over again. Yeah. Do, you, do you sort alphabetical? I do, uh, I do date sort- modified. I do date modified. Yeah, they are sorted alphabetically because date modified, it's a, they're bouncing all over the place. I want them in the same place every time. <sighs> That's so – you are so much more of a Mac user than you think. Okay, well, you know what? Let's, I'm not even going to write that down. Um, I'm going to type it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Marco, mm-hmm. here's the problem. So let's say, let's say uh, somebody meets somebody named Jaunt. Or John, Uh-oh. or John, what? I'm just, I made that up. Or Jono. I knew a guy named Jono, J-O-N-O, which is a, sil- a silly name. That is a Sorry, silly Sorry, Jono. But no, I mean like, and first of all, Jono, now you got to spell that. His name is spelled J-O-N-O. It could hardly be any easier without having, you know, implied letters. Yeah, but I wouldn't assume that. No, you would say it's J-O-H-N dash O, right? Or like, J-A-H-N-O? Okay, well, <laughs> okay, and also I knew a girl in college, because I went to school with lots of people with fruity names, named Jonna. Jonna, I know, I know a Jonna. Which sounds kind of like you would grunt that name a little bit. Well, John, because Jonna. You, sometimes you're like, hey, Jana, I mean, oh, Jonna. Do you think Jonna gets mistaken for Donna? No, I think Jonna gets mistaken for Jana. Ooh. Or, okay, so you got John. So you are you are already on the grid. Now, Marco, most people, he says, hello, my name is Marco, and, and they're going to hear or remember Marcus. Uh-huh, right. Marcus. Or, or some other name that snaps easier to the grid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. imagine if you were a Kirsten Kristen Kirsten. This oh, is, like, well, this, Kier, Kirsten. This is one I have in the West all the time. I don't know. You know, when I'm in New York, I it's have never totally met, a Northwest thing. I know I a Krista. A I know Kirsten, a Krista. A Kirsten. A Kristen. I have never met a, any of those Kirsten people. But, in, but crystals. Yeah, probably not, not many crystals. I, I never met a crystal back east. That but is out so here, weird. When I, when I was in elementary school, it was like Kirsten here, Kristen here, Kirsten here. Kirsten. I mean, <laughs> Kirsten. Like every single Kirsten. Every single vowel combination you could have with a K and a Riston that people <laughs> name their kids out here. And I have not, uh, and I, when you're in a room with like, uh, like four of them, 
it's easy to get confused. It's easy to get jumbled up. And Ke- Kirsten's really hard because it, it looks Kirsten. like Kirsten, but if you right. pronounce that wrong, they get fucking. Uh, yeah, I've it's met some Kirsten. Kirstens. Kirsten. And I just want to say that, you know, naming is destiny. I've never met a Kirsten who wasn't a little pissed. You know what? I've never met a Kirsten whose father wasn't a dentist. <laughs> I'm going to call that Roderick's heuristic. <laughs> Do you feel like that's backwards compatible? Like when you yeah. meet somebody who's a dentist that has a doctor, or a dentist who has a daughter, there's a pretty good chance. Pretty good chance her name's Kirsten. I'm not even going to test that. That, yeah. that. A priori, John, that fucking yeah. makes sense to me right on the I face believe of it. it. I believe it. Huh. Anyway, that's but, the, but, that's but, the but, snap but, to I think that might be geographically determined too. I think it's. I think it could. It could just be like west of the Rockies. Yeah, that's weird. Though there's a lot of crystals. No, no, no. It got me on the I, East Coast. I think if you're a dentist, your daughter's name is Sarah. Oh, Eastern Seaboard. Right, Eastern Seaboard. Is it Sarah it. with an H? Sarah with an H. Yeah. Now, well, how do you feel about Sarah with no H? Well, I think that's Sarah. Oh, does that does that require a diacritical? I'm not sure. I knew a girl named Sarah, and that's how she spelt it. That's but a terrible. That's she, a terrible name. She was Sarah was uh, from uh, the the uh, the. Indian subcontinent. Yeah, maybe. You know, can I say Sarah? To me, that sounds like military dad. That sounds like she had, she was Sarah, and just to fucking piss off the colonel, she changed it to Sarah. Sarah. That was my mother's name, you bitch. Don't well, you think? No, I, 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 in this, in this one instance, I, I think that Sarah might actually be one of the one of the pantheon of four hundred gods that live in the in the in Kashmir. Are we moving in a direction where you're going to apologize for these kinds of things? I don't know. Okay. I have yet to apologize for anything in my life. I apologize for now? nothing. You know what I hate? It was late 80s, early 90s. It's continued for a while. <clears throat> the word is uh, bell tones. And it was all the Jadens and Cadens and Kaylas and mm. Baden's. You know, it all sounds like Jerry Lewis names. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden, Kayla, Maiden. You know? Maiden, yeah. that'd be a pretty name for a girl. Maiden? Yeah. Yeah, oh. no, 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 no. But it's a little, little Jewy. So it'd be like M A D apostrophe N. Like Maiden. M- <laughs> that'd be pretty yeah except when you write it you have to you have to cross out the two middle letters m apostrophe 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 n oh because that would be blasphemous yeah oh man wouldn't it be, that'd be it would be kind of you know what that's rough my, the uh the teller that i like at my bank has has a greek name that mm-hmm. i mean it's like continued on next nameplate her name right. is really it's i don't want to you know talk, talk out of school but i think it's Axobraxis. something like <laughs> I think that's a Santana record. <laughs> no, it's like Papa Dapa Lapa Lapa Lapalus. Oh, sure, Papa it's a, Dapa it's Lapa a jo- <laughs> It's a. It sounds like somewhere between somebody from from Crete and maybe a Lewis Carroll character. Yeah, it's like those Romanian names that are like Cow Talk Take Chick Sent Me High. I've always been a fan of that one. Jaden Sarah. Okay, so Sarah. All right, I'm writing down Sarah. You know, okay, and I think we've mentioned this before, and I don't want to do Sarah. Oh, was that, uh, no, wait, no, that was, don't tell me, that was um, not Starship. That was um, Fleetwood Mac? No, not Fleetwood Mac. Sarah. I think, I think there is a Starship one that, I think Starship does do Sarah. There's Sarah Smile by Holland Oates. <clears throat> you got Sarah, which is, I think, a, a Fleetwood Mac song. But I'm wondering, I don't think Fleetwood Mac does Sarah, do they? Sarah Starship. Sarah. I'm using the internet. Oh, man. <laughs> You have that nice yes. quiet keyboard. Jefferson Starship has a song called Sarah, and it's spelt S-A-R-A. I think it's sung by that uh, went down on you guy. Is it Marty Marty Ballin? Went down on you. That's how he wants to be. That's that's his epitaph in your world. Can you believe He's that the song? Went down on you guy. Well, can you believe that song ever fucking made it on the radio? Do you remember? 
What's it called? Uh, what was the name of the song? I got a taste of the real world when I went down on you, girl. Miracles. If only you believe like I believe, baby. That's a great tune. Wait a minute. Is that the same song? Got a taste of the real world when I went down on you, girl. I wasn't listening to Google it. Google it. That's a that, that is a wonderful song though. It's a pretty good song. I didn't. I, at first, I didn't recognize the version you were doing. What do you think of Paul Kantner? You got a got a feeling? <sighs> seems like seems like him and Ray Manzarek could go somewhere and, and never stop talking. Right. I mean, I, when for a long time, when I saw a picture of Paul Kantner, I thought it was Ray Manzarek, and vice versa. It might be a Clark Kent type situation. I have a very I have a very hard time really grasping the whole Jefferson Airplane. Arc. I'm gonna need a new stack <clears throat> from beginning to end. Friend, friend after Hitler and stuff, and whatever the follow up is. Hitler I, and Foucault and stuff. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. That's what I want to do. Hitler huh. and Foucault and stuff. I just know the names. Of, now wait, now is he the uh, Panopticon guy? I mean, apart from the uh, guy who came up, who, who came up with Panopticon? That's a uh, like an a English philosopher or something. Uh, was it Wittgenstein? No, no, it was. You're right. It was. Uh, it was like a, a Hob, Bentham. Hobbs Bentham. Locke. Jeremy, ben- Jeremy Bentham. That's the guy who's in the booth. You ever seen Jerry, Jeremy Bentham's body? You ever seen that? Jeremy was, Bentham's body. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Bentham's body is rotten. Jeremy, Jeremy Bentham's body. That's, That's right. That's what I should have named my daughter. <laughs> well, it would be hyphenated. It'd be hyphenated. I am really having some second It's thought. one of those terrible names like Sinjin Winston on Pucket Pot or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, Google, Google now, listen, I don't want to turn this into an internet thing. Cause I, yeah, I know. We don't want this to be an internet thing. Do me, will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you please Google Jeremy Bentham Box? Let's try that. Jeremy now, I learned this from the Book of Lists. Let me know, son. Jeremy Bentham Box. And then maybe hit images. I should not have named my daughter that. <laughs> images, all right. Do you see a picture oh, of a guy yeah. with a hat in Look a box? Oh yeah, my it's not a hat. It's a whole. It's a whole man. No, it's a whole man. He's got a stick. If memory serves, he does. He has a stick, and it's sticking out in between his legs, and it looks like a wood peepee. Doesn't it look a little like a ducking booth. Like if you just fell in, like somebody hit the clown and he fell in. Is that really Jeremy Bentham? Oh, that's Jeremy Bentham. I think the, I think the, oh. he was. I think they brought it to meetings. I think they had him sit at the head of the table at meetings. Wow. I don't know a lot about Jeremy Bentham. I'll be honest. Wow! Look at that. He, he's got a tan. If memory serves, you know what? Fuck the mummification it. job was botched, and Bentham's head came out looking like a dried prune. Yeah, this is why you shouldn't buy on price. Oh, a wax replacement was created. Ah, fuck that. And this was balanced on top of a body made from some of Bentham's clothes, stuffed with dry straw. So I'm not sure... That's got to be the 19th century, John. That does not make any sense at all. I don't think that's really Jeremy Bentham's body. I think it's a... Jeremy <laughs> I think it's a wax head on top of a body stuffed with straw. Oh, Bentham's and, 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 badly mummified head was initially displayed on the floor between his feet. <laughs> but it's since been locked away after it became subject to a few too many student pranks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, boys, who's <laughs> stolen <laughs> Bentham? <laughs> who, who is holding Bentham's head? <laughs> now, now. Um, yeah, the school cormorant. Uh, boy, that's that's a shame. That's a shame. Now, 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 was he one of those guys like Locke and Barkley and all that? Barkley's Scottish. I don't think he's wax, is he? Jeremy Bentham. Uh, well, no, the Scottish typically are. Wasn't Bentham or, uh, now Barkley's the guy with uh, with the? Remember that whole thing was it with Locke and those guys where, where there was uh, it started with Descartes with the vision and the lenses and how you see and it got real medieval, didn't it? 
What, what, wasn't Barkley really into that? No, Barkley's the monad guy. Isn't Barkley you... the monad guy? Am I having a stroke? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, I need a cough button. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, you talk- are, you talk- are you talking about the Panopticon? No, 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 no. We should, we should circle back to that because that's Foucault, right? Didn't Foucault pick that up? On, on punishing, on punishment. What was it called? On, on yeah, jailing. Yeah. Oh, What's it called? Certainly, yeah. Pun- punish and punishment. Is that is that, is that uh, Jane? Uh, who is that? Jane Jane Auden. I really feel. <laughs> I really feel like this is this is starting to. The wheels are starting to come off this car. <laughs> Can I just say, John? Every nickel of my liberal arts education was well spent. <laughs> is it Barkley the guy with lenses? He's not the guy is with it, the head. Is this crime and crime and cr- crunch cr- crunchiness? <laughs> Oh, pumpkin punctuality. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, I, awesome. <laughs> I just, I just spent, I just spent a very frustrating day yesterday arguing with everybody on the internet. And uh, is this oh, all your fake quotes? No, 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 not the fake quotes. Well, it you were good about, and mad that day. Uh, uh, oh, the fake quotes day? No, yeah. the fake quotes day was a fun day. Okay. No, the, and I wasn't really even mad yesterday. It was just one of those things where you're fielding replies from fifty people, and oh. everybody. It, everybody's got to be in their That's bonnet. That's when it falls apart, John. Yeah, and there was, uh, there was some kid who was just like, well, you've obviously never read Foucault. Ugh. And I just, I, I feel like what I should do in those situations is just block the person instantly. You should, no, no, you should spend the day finding out where he is. Well, what, so you what, should go but, teach him a little bit about the fucking pendulum. But I always make the mistake of, of writing them and saying, listen, it's rude to, to assume about other people what they have read. Mm-hmm. It is rude to assume about grown people what their education is. You need to check yourself before you say things like that to people that you don't know. Hmm. And he, you know, he writes back and goes, well, I just, it was obvious that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 you're, you're, you, you. and, and so I waste a day basically, or oh, I waste, John. I waste 10, I waste 10 milligrams of my brain sauce. Well, yeah, it's, it's education meets steam. That's hard trying, for you. Trying to put, push back against this kid. Like the problem now, we are not, we are no longer discussing Foucault. What we are discussing now is that <laughs> you, you need to, you need to go back and sit in your chair and think about what you've done. <laughs> Let me reframe. And, let me reframe this for you. <laughs> and it's very, very hard. It's very hard for me that I can't actually physically grab the person and sit them down and saying, "We are not talking now about Asian versus Oriental. We are talking mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. We are talking about you and the things you have done in life that are wrong." How did he respond to that? Like every undergraduate in the world, just, he said, "Me, me, me." No, no, no. Blather, 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 oh. blather, blather. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it, it takes me a it takes me a day or two to recover from some of those encounters. That's hard. And as you get older, that takes longer. It's like you know, it's like when you have to bend over and then take a day. Yeah, right. Oh, the yeah. other day, God, I was walking along and I was like, I'm winded. I'm genuinely winded. I'm, consta- I'm winded constantly before. winded. I'm oh. winded. What what happened to me? Yeah, I used to be able to. Uh, I used to be able to run up eighty flights of stairs carrying a carrying a person that has uh, asphyxiated. It's like the opposite of rescuing somebody. <laughs> yeah, take them up, take them up. Because <laughs> sometimes you need to learn. There's no, there's fresh air up high. Oh, that's good. So smoke rises. Huh. This was before nine eleven. This was the logic, right? Yeah, everything's changed. Yeah. So, uh, but now I'm just I'm walking down the street. I I, I was carrying like a bag of groceries, and I'm like, <sighs> what happened to me? I'm out of oxygen. I just, um, I just, I'm just dying. to close the thread on Bentham. I don't mean to, I don't want to preemptively do this. I'm just reviewing his page on, on Wikipedia, which is an internet site. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, He's considered a thinker on the subject of hedonism. He's Mm. best known for the greatest happiness principle. Mm. And according, which I want to learn more about, which sounds like that BS uh, Pangloss thing. You ever read that with the Voltaire, the Pangloss? Um, And uh, and and apparently a psycho, this is a made up word, I think a psychobiographical study takes into account uh, Bentham's eccentricities, egocentricity, obsessive and narrow preoccupations. Are you listening? And apparently diminished imaginative and emotional capacity concludes he may have had Asperger's syndrome. Oh. Asperger's syndrome. So he'd fit right in today. You know, he's a handsome guy, I think. In yeah, does the he look is he roll a little Franklin? You think he's got a little Franklin? He's, a, he's, he's sort of Franklin-y, but he's got a he's got a protruding lower jaw that I that I find distinguished. You like an underbite. Uh in a, well, uh, yeah. In a philosopher, as, you like an underbite. Speaking as someone who has a little bit of a little bit of an overbite. Do you? Is that what I have? I have some kind of bite. I think you got a bite. I, I think Freddie Mercury had an overbite. I think you might have an underbite. Maybe I have an underbite. My lady had an underbite. Remember when she got that? Uh, we shouldn't talk oh, no, about I that. do. I do have an underbite. I think you have an underbite. I think you guys talked about it. Yeah. I think if he cut two inches off that hair, he'd look a lot better. He'd look a lot more slender. Well, but that's the thing. That's the thing of, That's the thing about style. How do you decide? How do you decide? And he died in 1832. So that was the 19th century, of course. Yeah, the 19th century could fuck up a wet dream. They thought they knew so much, and it really became problematic. Well, I, they did. They, they knew quite a bit. Not as much as the, as the 18th century. You think that between the 18th century and the 19th century, some knowledge was lost? You're telling me that can't happen. I'm not saying the knowledge got lost. I'm not saying uh, the, uh, the, that uh, library in uh, Alexandria, Virginia burned down. Mm-hmm, right. but, but you follow my, my train of thought on this. Well, I do, but I feel like what happened, I feel like the 18th century was a time when people furthered considerable, made considerable progress in, uh, in terms of like uh, ideal, I- idealized knowledge. Everybody was, you know, kind of, and putting in, putting theories initially into practice. Mm-hmm. Everything was and fresh, then, all fresh. Yeah, it was all fresh. And then the 19th century, everybody, I mean, there was a lot of dealing with the fallout and the consequences yeah. of taking your philosophy and building a government around it. And then and it got commercialized. Oh, well, then, of course, the ads, yeah. The ads really. Well, he he covered a lot of ground. I, I, at some point, I, maybe not today. I'd like to circle back to utilitarianism, vis a vis. Also, uh, the uh, what's what's the one where you're nice to people for no reason? Um, what's that called? When you're uh, uh, is that a Donna? No. When uh, what, what's the thing when? Excuse oh, uh, no. <laughs> have you got any more notes? I'm just, you know what I do? I, keep I haven't got any of, more notes. I haven't got any more notes. I think he's given up. <laughs> I keep a little snot in the back of my throat now so that when you start talking about like, uh, like 18th century philosophy, uh-huh. I just, I, I get to suck a little piece of snot back. And really? Well, it's clear it's- to me that you've never read the wealth of nations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, that's a question guy, right? It's, mm. it's, it's like, I, I have prepared this one thing. It's a little bit Ignatius Riley. Like, you've got this one reference, like the one, the one loogie you've been holding in your throat. It's the one in the chamber. You know what right. I'm saying? Yep, you've and got like, it written on your big chief tablet. <laughs> you read that book. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, that's, that's one of my favorite novels. I told you this, didn't I? That when I first moved to Seattle, my, my, I had my name in the phone book as John Ignatius Roderick. Are you kidding? No, that, I was so proud every time I looked. Oh, I mean, it, I was the only one that ever looked myself up in the phone book at that Aww. time. But there was my name, John Ignatius Roderick. Oh, I, you know, I got to tell you, I like your middle name. I, I like your middle name right now a lot. Yeah, but, a but good, Ignatius is good. Ignatius is good. Oh, J-I-R. I feel so bad that I didn't name my daughter that. Ignatius. Ignatius. Ignatius J. Roderick. What was the word I was trying to think of? Uh, where you do things just because uh, for no reason for nice. Uh, what's that called? Um, I'll cut all this out. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, it's called... Uh, you know, altru- altruism. Altruism. <laughs> now, right. altruism, is that different from utilitarianism? 
Yes. Just, utilitarianism is is the thing that's going to be the most good for the most people. Is that is that a thumbnail sketch? Yeah, basically. Okay. That's kind of boring. Anyway, Jeremy Bentham. You know, he actually, if he had a little less hair on the back, he'd look a lot like Alfred Hitchcock. Interesting. How do you decide when to let your hair stop growing in uh, the uh, the late uh, 18th century? I think you just let it keep growing. The question for me is how, at what point... See, this is the it's the beard question that keeps coming and going. Like we're mm-hmm. obviously entering a entering a bearded phase. Oh, it's 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 going to be the uh, this is the gilded age of beards. Yeah, and 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 the last time we really properly had one of these was the late nineteenth century. Hmm. At, you know, like the oh, you mean when the really ambitious beards were happening? Yeah, from eighteen sixty. Not, not just I'm not going to shave and go see Bobby Kennedy. You mean seriously, like let it go and and <sighs> yeah, right. like a Whitman, maybe roll a Whitman from eighteen sixty to not, to basically 1900 big 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 beards <laughs> I, wish, I wish i i don't like pbs but i really wish you had something regularly on pbs <laughs> i don't care what i don't fucking care what it is i don't even care if it has an app on the on the iphone store i want you to do something on pbs where you sit in a chair and explain things well what, what i could do is sit in a chair and then you could be off stage reading off a of wikipedia going well, <laughs> what's altruism and i'd be like well and then you'd move on to the next topic <laughs> well obviously you've never read cyrano de bergerac <laughs> wow we're covering dan, we're, uh, i just called you dan again we're covering a lot of ground dan don't um, call me dan i'm just gonna call you dan the, i got a thing here i wrote down i want to call talk about the different johns i'm very intrigued by the different johns now one thing um i went and picked up my thai food I don't want to work ping pong, but, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of places, oh yeah. And you know, what we got to come back to is, uh, the loneliness of TV and, and noise in the background. I really, that's, that's important. And I think you can help people with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was one of these shows and it used to be, you know, you had the American Idol and you, you could always tell because that cocksucker was always on it, you know? It. Okay. And the thing was, now here's the thing with these shows is they get sponsored, which is fine, but then they always have a, a diet Coke for a while. I think they had like a can or a bottle of diet Coke and that wasn't enough. So then they got this tr- on the desk. Oh yeah. Face it. Logo out, logo out. And it looks like they're enjoying a drink while they're judging people. Excellent. Yeah. As you do. And, and, and then I think it became a larger and larger until you have like a big gulp style terrine. And, and uh, this one that I saw, I think it was Howard Stern. He had shorter hair and looks a lot older. So I assume it's Howard Stern. He had those creepy Joey Ramone glasses. That's, that's gotta be Howard Stern, right? Probably. Probably. Okay. He's hard to, he's hard to, it's a mistake for anybody other than Joey Ramone. Well, the sound, yeah, yeah. I have a relative who has that uh, has that uh, Joy Ramone thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, I don't know if it's the Rondo Hatton thing, but you know the thing where parts of your body keep growing. Yeah, it's um, it's called uh, you know Rondo Hatton had it. Yeah, it's it's the um, well, you know, we can uh, just go. It's <laughs> a special edition of Wikipedia. What is <laughs> it? Entitleitis? <laughs> it's not elephantitis. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's Abe don't Lincoln. be fatuous. You Abe know, yes, Abe Lincoln disease. You're gay and you save the country. That's totally nice. it. Right no, right. My, my, as far as I know, he's not gay. But no, that's a that's problematic. That's big punk. Now it's totally different from what Andre the Giant had, right? <laughs> uh, I think so. Yeah, that's okay. that's uh, that's giantism. And <laughs> that's different from Andre <laughs> Patel. That's that's totally different. John, that's 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 very different from what Andre Previn had. <laughs> okay, and he's the guy who was with the lady that had the problem with the husband and, and the kids. Kind of looked like Joey Ramone, fat, a fat Joey Ramone, fat Joey Ramone. Everyone said everything two times. Fat, Called him Johnny two times, and then there's other Joey, and there's other Joey, and there's uh, Joey Bella. Okay, God, did, I don't want to just over- call me God. N- 
<laughs> you wish, lowercase g. <laughs> you're in the Pantheon, but not by much. Uh-huh. Um, boy, I'm outside the Pantheon. You're, I'm, I'm, you're standing outside the Pantheon, yelling I'm naked. Under my fingernails with throwing a... a chair through the window and setting the place on fire. <laughs> my daughter says that now. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you just got to burn the building down. Yeah, some That's a good, men good just want to watch the world burn. What's that from? That's another movie quote. Hmm, I don't know that one. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't want to overextend us. I think Hitler and stuff has got to happen, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's a whole lot of brand extensions we can do. If we quit, if we had jobs, we should quit them. We should get jobs and quit them. And then we should. All right. I quit my job. I hereby quit my job. Okay. You know what? I will too. I'm going to put my notice in today. My boss is an asshole. Um, Bentham TV for lonely people, dental. Oh, and so anyway, the point is uh, on the Howard Stern show that was muted. Thank Christ. Um, everybody had a giant terrine with Snapple on the front of it. Yeah. yeah and the thing is, obviously, you know, if you watch somebody drink a drink, you ever watching like at a commercial when somebody eats a hamburger with two fingers? You know what I mean? Like over the top, and they go and they yeah, do that yeah. thing, and it's like yeah, yeah. to display the burger. Nobody fucking eats like that, no. and nobody has a giant terrine of Snapple with the logo out. Well, it's like that. It's like I was talking about that uh, that ad that used to run for the hot tub place here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That was called Tubs, <clears throat> where you'd go and like rent a hot tub for an hour with your friends. Oh God! And the, the oh, advertisement God. that they had for this place was a girl in a bikini standing waist deep in a hot tub. And right, 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 on, right. And on, in one hand, she was drinking uh, like a uh, like a martini glass style cocktail, and she was using the other hand to sensuously brush back her hair. Mm-hmm. And I realized a long time ago that you couldn't do both things. Amidst, you, amidst bubbling water. In a bubbling hot tub. Like with shots, jacuzzi shots. They're probably not jacuzzi brand shots. In a bubbling hot tub that, that uh, 25 other people had used that day. Okay, I'm, I'm going to come back to that. I'm but, sure we talked about this. Oh, we though. totally talked about this. Now, was, she, was she wearing a two-piece? It was a two-piece. Okay. You know, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. That this may be the first instance of us actually repeating ourselves. That's not and correct. It, and I knew it came from me. No, you've, you've repeated yourself a lot. What? What are you talking about? What have I said that I ever said before? You don't want to know. I've repeated myself? You don't listen See, to I, our show. I, I listen to listen, our show. I don't listen to the podcast. So what? Do, I've told stories that I told mo- multiple times. You're going to derail me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm embarrassed about this. No. Or I'm worried you're, about it. You know, my dad told the same story. You're embarrassed story. of nothing. My, my dad told the same story every day for 40 years. And that's wrong how? I don't know. You've got some really good stories. Here's the amazing thing, John, is like I've learned, (laughs) well, not days like today, but some days I just get out of your way. I learn the cues that mean you're about to tell one of your great stories, and I try to get Mm -hmm. out of the way. I think think today we're doing a lot of of philosophical cleanup. Well, we're doing something. I feel like we're sweeping sweeping words around a big auditorium. In that case, I will quickly get this out of the way. This comes with Italian dry salami, dry cappa, prosciutto, and black pepper coated Italian dry salami. So you get it with and without the pepper. Now, the problem is, from my daughter's standpoint, the pepper gets Wait, on everything. one of everything. the ingredients in the salami was dry pepper cured salami? Black pepper coated Italian dry salami. Is one of the ingredients in the salami? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the bullets on the front. Let me check the back. Oh, I, I think it's got... Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of ingredients on this. Yeah, I know there are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, the first yeah, ingredient in all of them is pork. They have pork. to make those pituitary glands soft by... Dipping them in for Have I ever told you how much I hate things that are all named with a series of nouns? I don't like that. I don't trust that. Hmm. Like the idea of something called po- pork shoulder butt. <laughs> really? You, I don't think you can have pork. pork sh- oh, wait. The butt of the pork shoulder. See, now we're overthinking that. Yeah. Here's the problem. I don't travel as much as I used to. But this used to be almost exclusively a problem of travel and sports bars. But I think it's extended. Yeah. Um, I... 
Well, well uh, because uh, sports bars have now morphed into all those uh, airport Irish bars. Yeah, O'Connor O'Connors. Punch, yeah. Punching McPunchingtons. Yeah, yeah. You can buy, I, you can buy a yard of beer. I, I, I went into a uh, I went into a sports bar the other day in an airport somewhere, and it was they were playing the guy. It was like themed. It wasn't just that the guy was playing his mixtape, but it was a sports bar. But it was themed somehow so that they were playing live recordings of blues classics. But not blues classics by the original blues artists, but blues classics by... Counting Crows Eric, covering Sunhouse. Eric Clapton, <laughs> live in the 80s. Oh. Followed by B.B. King, live in the 80s. Followed by George Thorogood, live oh, in the 80s. Oh, come on. And it was all, it was, the music was, it was all live takes of like, <sighs> that's when she said she was pretending... It was like I went down to the crossroads. It was so it was so awful. It actually was curdling milk. <laughs> I, I asked for cream and it curdled. I asked for another one, it curdled. <laughs> I felt it's like, in the way that you <laughs> we, we have to get out of here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin three cups of coffee. So tell me if this tell me if this resonates though, because I mean I, I always felt this was something well, you know, let's say it started with the sports bars probably, but I think men in particular are very lonely. And I think when, when you go to somebody's house and you're having a nice conversation and nobody thinks to turn off the fucking television, I think it's because people are lonely and they like to have a little voice near them. And I think when men go to airports, this drives me crazy because no matter where you sit in an airport, there are many, many voices apart from the ones in my head, which is, first of all, there's the pointless TSA warnings that drone on, right? And, you know, and you wouldn't know if there was a bomb in the fucking place because there's all this chatter. And then CNN, <laughs> are you, are you CNN. Saying that, are you saying that ba- the bombs themselves are whispering, I'm a bomb, I'm a bomb. If you listen carefully. But you can't hear it. If you can hear it over Anderson chat. Cooper. Ah, it's just, blah, 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 blah. And then you go, so what do you do? In my Another case. blonde girl found... On a, on a desert island. You ever notice Sunday nights? Sunday nights are when they get a lot of the dead lady stories. I think Sunday's a slow news day, and I've noticed on news sites, that's when they pull out a lot of the dead people stories. Just watch uh-huh. for it. I don't need to know. I'm just saying I'm putting it out there. I don't watch the TV. So then I'll drop 50 bucks because I want to get away from the din, and I'll go into – I'll pay to go because I'm go not like – sports I, bar. Well, no, they don't have a cover charge. <laughs> but if I want to go to the lounge, right? Oh, I think, oh, I will oh find, well, that's right. Fancy guy lounge. Oh, yeah, I'll find solace. Yeah, sometimes i got the miles. These days, not as much. But I'll say, you know what? I'm willing – I've got a two-hour wait. I would like to go somewhere and have a beverage and sit down and be left alone. A room where there's a banana in a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's like six people sitting with laptops on their laps. Didn't it used to be nicer in those? And it's like, hey, there's a banana in the bowl. Anybody can eat that? And you know what's in there? There are screens and screens and screens. Even in the quiet room, there's screens and there's people screaming into their phone. You just There's no quiet in public anymore. I know I talk a lot, but when I'm in public, I'm very quiet. And it's maddening to me. And I think this is extending to everywhere. I think people are lonely and they need a din of noise. Yeah, I agree. I think that that is the whole business with sports. You can sit, you can sit alone in your bachelor apartment and listen to people yelling, and yell at them yourself. And um, it's like sports TV or sports radio. You get to yell at the thing, and they're yelling, and it feels like you're in a big boisterous room full of people. And you can talk about next to nothing. In oh, environment. No, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. That guy. You know, the thing about that guy is he's got athleticism. Really? The professional athlete has athleticism. You know, really, it's going to be a question of whoever puts the most points on the board. 
Well, this is the thing. This is the problem. I fucking with hate sports. I don't hate sports, John. I hate sports culture, and it makes me angry. I know you do. Know. It's sports culture. It's not. And let me be clear. My daughter plays soccer. I like soccer. I'm, uh, I'm angry a, about sports culture. It's a. It's the rare person that hates actual sport. Yeah. It, it's it's sports culture that people hate. Absolutely true. But I have. And I'm have the weirdo. I'm the weirdo. I'm sorry. I, I, that bugs me. That bugs me. I don't. I don't think I should You're have to be the, the weirdo. weirdo. Are you kidding me? You live uh, on the internet. Everybody on the internet hates sports. I wish. Except for the sports corner of the internet. But uh, but I can't go to any place in public now because uh, e- even the lobbies of hotels, the lobbies of office buildings have TVs, mm-hmm. big big TVs that are yelling at you about the new dead girl they found on the on the Pacific Island, or they're yelling at you about the about the car chase that's happening. Like it's happening. It's it's really Minority Report. Like that's third movie reference. At least it wasn't a quote, but the third movie reference of this podcast. The TV's yelling at me everywhere I go. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't. I can't say this is worse or the same, but like the one, the other one that really, really gets under my skin because it's so visually and orally cluttered is whatever. I don't know. I guess it's like CNBC, but somewhere where they're screaming about finance, about yeah. a story that's still emerging. It's not like anybody has ever done any actual research. They're standing somewhere where a bell goes ding, 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 and people invest are running around and mm. acting like that's some kind of reporting. Mm. You know, and I, I don't smoke, but if you go to the kind of place where, where pe- pe- people smoke in a room, there will always be something on about the sports or there will be something on about the finance. And then people will talk about the finance. Mm-hmm. And nothing is worse than hearing people watch a financial, sh- financial show and talk about finance. I don't know. Really? If, I don't know. If, worse? Would you like to hear me talk about finance for an hour? I would. I absolutely oh. would. You own a well, house. You've been through the process. Let's uh, write that on another card. That'll be another podcast. These guys me. are talking about, about shorting and commodities. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're, they're yeah. watching a TV show, and that's how they decide to spend their money? Like, when how was, is that better than an infomercial? When I, when I was getting my house mortgaged, and then I, then I, for a while I was talking about getting it remortgaged, right? And I, and I start talking to this broker. And this guy, he's a real personable guy. He's a guy that I like instinctively right away felt like, oh, this is a guy my age who can, he's, he's finally a guy in the financial sector who just wants to talk like a guy mm-hmm. and, uh, and he wants to break it down real simple. Here's how it's going to go. And so we started talking and we kind of had a, we had a very good rapport and I was like, I'm going to refinance my house with this guy. And then at one point I asked a question about uh, some arcana in the, you know, in the way the mortgage was being calculated. And he went from being this normal guy that I was enjoying very much that I felt like if I went and got beers with guys, I would go get a beer with this guy. Right. And he, he just turned on a dime and became this ro- robot talk monster of just like, well, what happens is, and he starts talking in this, this, this like financial TV reporter voice and trying to, he was not trying to explain anymore what, what, uh, you know, he was not trying to explain in, in human language what he was doing with my mortgage. Right. He was trying to bully me into, into saying, never mind. He was trying to bully me into saying like, okay, thank you very much. I got it now. And he was trying to do that to to mask the fact that he didn't understand it. Right. And he had all he had all this tremendous he, he had this verbiage that he was just he was going to spew at me until I went right 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 okay thank you. Is it like a smoke screen? 
it 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 wasn't a smokescreen because I, I I did not get the sense because I because I went through this a couple of times because I wanted to make sure like uh, I talked to him a couple of days later and I asked him the same question and I got the same response okay. and I did not get the sense that it was a smokescreen because he was trying to conceal something un uh, something unethical or that he was trying to he was trying to uh, pull a fast one mm-hmm. as much as he didn't understand how it worked either. <sighs> And he was now, he had reached the threshold, he had reached the point of his own ignorance, and now he was just going to spew what he'd been taught in business school or what he'd been taught at the mortgage seminar where he learned his trade. He just started spewing this, uh, this litany at me, and, 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 and he was hoping that it, would, that it would fool me as it had fooled him, as it had probably fooled his boss. Right, like that, he was hoping it would sound reasonable, and I would get tired of that. That, and I think he was, I think he did not see the logical inconsistencies in what he was saying, and he did. He was not aware that I was noticing them and saying, like, "Well, wait a minute, what, what, what? Now, wait a minute, that does actually now you're that's not how you use a gerund. Well, maybe, maybe when he minute. goes into that mode, he he even stops noticing. <clughs> like how little sense he makes and yeah, stops yeah, no, reading he, like he becomes a little aspy and stops reading the emotions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I get that I get that sense whenever whenever I'm dealing with well, whenever I'm dealing with functionaries or people at the mid-level of any kind of technical uh discipline, they reach the point where they can no longer a- answer they can no longer answer questions from an from a from a layman who is paying attention. Because as a right. layman, the technical the you know the the, the jargon te- it's jargon the, the technical jargon or the technical explosion of language is not interesting you're following the big picture and you want to know the answer to the next big picture question and you reach the point where the person that you're talking to just doesn't have that they they have not they don't have a conception of the of the larger structure that what they're doing how it fits into it right and so they just start they just start blathering and it's like that that that's that is one of the main problems with dealing with with uh, with you know, staffers for me. Yeah. And the problem is that you go, you go all the way up the chain, you get to the executive vice president. He doesn't know either. I'm starting to realize this at dealing with people in the corporate, in the corporate world a little bit more. The vice president actually doesn't know either. He just backs <laughs> up into the mission statement and starts repeating it. He doesn't know what they're doing either or how it really fits into the big picture. Well, so it's a problem. It's a problem with jargon in general because I think jargon is like the whatever the Black Brooks Brothers suit. Like it becomes this way of speaking to everybody else in this patois that that eventually can become entirely empty, but is very comfortable to everybody. And and you know, there's these two phrases that I joke about a lot, and the two phrases are "turns out" and "so." Mm-hmm. And and turns out is a journalist smokescreen because you say turns out as you introduce something that you didn't actually discover but you think sounds contrary to conventional wisdom and therefore you now sound smart right and you'll hear this once you start here listening for this you turns out you use that a lot in our podcast i you know what i used to say turns out because it became a tick it's a tick when you say well turns out it's and then the opposite of what you think Now, how does so work in that context well um ask me a fairly straightforward question about something uh merlin how do you feel uh, the the uh, Jets are going to do this season? So, sports can be complicated to analyze and to understand that really <laughs> on any given Sunday, 
So I've met people that you can ask. I think it's like technically I I write it as for my little that jokey character. I write it as so period, but I think it's literally so colon. And I think it's a PR move that people have absorbed from hearing other people use it. And it becomes a way to not answer a question. It's kind of a politician thing. When you, when you begin the answer to a question, your answer to a question was so you're, you're, you're either trying to stall for time to think of an answer or just as often, I mean, I think that's what happens when you start doing it as a tick. But, but, but I think the trick to so is that you're answering the question you want to answer instead of plainly answering the very simple fucking question that someone just asked you. Right. And it's a consulty kind of thing to do because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the consultant people, you know, you ever hear this quote? I, I, don't, I don't love bromides, but I, I think this is Kurt Vonnegut that said this, that anybody who c- can't explain what they do for a living to a 10-year-old is a charlatan. Mm. Which I think is, I think that's, that's, once you think about that. Oh my God, but that is true of, that's true of uh, 80% of our economy now. I mean, yeah. I have this problem all the time asking people, what do you do? They start to go, well. I'm in communications. Yeah. And I, and I go, no, 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 no. Tell me what you do. And, and ultimately they don't know. They are, they do not know. It's not that they are, it's not that they are, it's not that they are, they are the charlatan, right. but that they are a cog in a charlatan Charlatan wheel. <laughs> There's, they are a cog in a charlatanic world where the, nobody knows what's happening. I, uh, I swear to you, if yeah. your company, if the, if your company performs some service for other companies that you can't tell me what it is, well, you're a service provider. The, but there's yeah, you're a service provider. Or maybe maybe you're a solution provider. And there's 300 people working at that company, and you still can't tell me what exactly it does. Oh my God, get out, get yeah. out. No, it's, it, it, it is true, but you know, it's it's also on the one hand, I get that. Because I, I understand, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, you know, whether or not you love the music. I, I really like Bob Dylan and I really like Bruce Springsteen from a culture, from this, no, let me tell you why. Listen, Be- whether or not you love his music, I really, I got to say Bob well, Dylan. Well, I, I didn't want to get into a thing with you because I know you're not a fan of anything. Of what? I'm a I'm a fan of Bob. I'll Dylan. tell you what I'm a fan I'm of. I'm actually a fan of Bob, and it's Dylan. one thing I like about John Roderick is is this resistance to have you define me. Ooh. I don't like being defined, right. and so I completely understand the desire to say, "Well, no, I'm not that thing." So you say to somebody, "Well, oh, so you're a PR person," and, and like, "Oh, so so basically you work for businesses and you do a certain kind of public messaging." through things like press releases that tries to make them look good, mostly for free. Well, no, actually, I'm a communications professional on social media. Uh, now, this happened to me when they, when, you know, why, know. Why, why do you use that voice that sounds like the interior decorator in Beetlejuice? I, actually, I think it's Tim Gunn from, um, from that, uh, from that, uh, what's that called? Project Runway. I have concerns. Oh, or, I have watched that show. You're talking about the, show. The, the regal blonde person who yes. walks back and helps them and with the their... tailored clothes. Oh, yes. Very interesting. Man. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, or it could be Humpty Hump also. I get stupid. <laughs> I'll shoot an arrow like Cupid. Make you it know work. I called you fat? Look at me. I'm skinny. <laughs> I'm still I once got busy busy. in a Burger King bathroom. Make it work. <laughs> MC Blowfish. <laughs> I can't believe you know so many things. <laughs> I mean, I know you know stuff from dusty books that no one cares about, but me, you know fucking Humpty Hump. <laughs> You know Shock G? I, I know. I, Do you know I the secret? Just, Do you know the I secret? Don't, I don't just know Humpty Hump. <laughs> I know every track on that record backwards. <laughs> I love that record. Oh my gosh. We should talk about music on our other show, Hitler no, and Music. Oh, no, Hitler and stuff. Hitler and Music. Hitler. Okay. Hitler and Foucault. Anyway, this is boring now. I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the things I've caught myself saying now, I've got, I've got a tick, a vocal tick, or a, a verbal tick. You got several. You got like five. Go ahead. No. What are my verbal ticks? Please continue. 
Come on, tell me. You can't just say something like that and then walk away. In any case. Do I say in any case? <laughs> That's what, no, no. I can tell you exactly what in any case means. In, in any case means Merlin has finally kind of stopped talking and I would like to continue with my point. The other thing is, that, you know, there's something you can get flowers in boxes and then you bring them home and you put them in the window and that's a nice way to end. Uh, you know, the thing is that if you cut sausage into smaller pieces, you can cook it faster. Well, in any case. <laughs> in any case, one of the things that I have caught myself saying recently is, no kidding. And I say that as somebody's talking to me about stuff. And every time they, you know, every time they're like, and then... I went to the store and I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> and again, at the store, there were things for sale. Oh, no kidding. I see you reading a paper mentally. No, I see no you reading kidding. a paper when you say that. No kidding. And I caught myself the other day. I, I was talking to somebody uh, out in the street and I realized I had said no kidding 45 times. Yeah. In, in the space of a 20 minute conversation, I was like, oh my God, I got to stop doing that. I'm no kidding. <sighs> I have it's dozens. A- I have dozens of those. Oh, uh, no kidding. Yeah. Because you can say it a couple of different ways too. Like, huh, no kidding. Oh, and, and my, mine are like, uh, you know what? I, it's just too embarrassing. I can't get into it. What? what what's your worst one right now? My worst one right now, um, I, I somehow, I, I actually got this from you accidentally. <laughs> you use it sparingly. Uh, but you, but you, you took it to a higher level. Oh, I, I use it super often. What is it? <laughs> Prepending an adjective with super. Oh, that's super annoying. I picked that. I, I can tell you where most of my, I could tell you where most of my ticks have come from. And that's uh, from an interview you and I did where you were talking about people not wanting to pay you for shows. And I've actually used almost this, I've scribbed almost this exact sentence from you, uh-huh. which is, I'm super grateful that you're da 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 da. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where I got it from. And now yeah. I can, I, 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 I absorb, you know, John, I'm, I'm a liberal artist. I, I, yeah. I absorb. It's true. Well, and you, you also, you are, you're very good at, at, uh, you know, at pulling, at pulling the fruit off of mm. things. Not, mm. not just the low hanging fruit, but Mm-mm. you find the you find the delicious berry mm. that's embedded in the in the the scrum of leaves, and you pull the berry out, and you're like, "See what was there? See what was there? You didn't see it. You saw the scrum of leaves. Here's the delicious berry." You're saying I'm willing to go in and finger the scrum of leaves to find that nascent berry. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you go face first. Is there a chance I just became Gary Snyder? You're not even fingering the scrum of leaves. (laughs) You're face first in a scrum of leaves. (laughs) Thank you. Facing the delicious berry. (laughs) Face first in the scrum of leaves. Wow, we got we got a lot of open threads here. This is good stuff. So are you? Are you not? You're not. You're not a Comic Con, are you? No, I'm going to Comic Con tomorrow. Although that has now located this. Uh, podcast in time and space, which that I don't know, know what year. That. Don't know what year. You know, it could that's be East true. Coast, West Coast. It could be Com- Comic Con Euro. That's true. This could be Comic Con 2002. Um, <laughs> Everything's changed. I'm going tomorrow. I, I I went to one last year, so the the uh, the bloom is off the rose in the sense of like last year I had the pleasant surprise of walking around a giant convention center full of slave leas hmm. and uh, and thinking like this is dumb, and then walking into a room that had a hundred million comic books all presided over by like 55 year old guys with, uh, with like, uh, George Lucas beard, a lot of, lot of dander. And, uh, and, and I was suddenly in heaven and I was walking around saying to all these guys, like, you don't have by any chance national lampoon number two, do you? And then they would go, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> so, turns out, 
Um, I have a repressing, but uh, I think you know what. In that case, that's going to begin with the exhale. That's going to, and yeah. not to go a comic book guy, but it's that one's going to be. <sighs> what, what, sir, what condition? It's slabbed. So, it's slabbed up I, near mint. I was so excited to be in this room and realizing that Comic Con was really at the at the core of it. If you went all the way into the center of the Death Death Star, there was actually a room full of comic books. <laughs> And it wasn't just... Oh, that there were the titular comic books. There were comic books here at this festival of people that are, uh, like, lined up to, to talk about uh, Twilight or uh, walking around dressed like uh, like so, video s- characters. Solid sevens in metal bikinis. Solid sevens in metal bikinis. Um, <laughs> That's one of my favorite pavement songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's in seven too, which is great. Yep, it's got it's got a it's got a slightly kind of chromatic guitar opening. It's a little dang, slow, dang, dang. and then some out of tune singing from a guy that it turns out <laughs> can actually sing it too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I had a great time. Now this year I'm going back with the knowledge that in the center of this like rat king of nerds <laughs> is a room full of comic books, and I want to get there. And I'm I'm worried that it's going to change my experience uh, because I'm about oh because you're going to go you're going to go straight straight past the slave layers right yeah, into the like comic. Last den. year I wandered I spent three hours wandering around this mass I mean this this convention center is like three aircraft carriers end to end and you're walking from room to room and you're just like what room is this Isn't it kind of like the new South by I mean isn't South by it's kind of like the new thing right Comic Con's like kind of the thing now right Well except that South by Southwest. At the core of South by Southwest, when you get into the heart of that Rat King, yeah. it's rock and roll. There's some band of 24-year-olds <sighs> Used to be. That, are, that are dressed like the romantics <laughs> and are trying to, and trying to sound like the Strokes, right? It's, there's, it's rock and roll. And at the, at the heart of Comic-Con, there is that same group of 24-year-olds. They also look like they're in the romantics. But they are trying to look like a comic book about a rock and roll band that lives on a on a surfboard in outer space. <laughs> and they have a podcast. <laughs> and I cannot whatever that is, whatever that leap is from, you know, like the at the core of South by Southwest, there are people playing guitars. And at the core of Comic Con, I feel like, at least right now, there are people pretending to play space guitars. Hmm. And I don't I don't know where the heart of Comic-Con is other than this room full of comic books. The room in, at Comic-Con where people are actually drawing things and making things. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I, 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 I don't... Uh, I, I'm not in yet. Or I don't... When I open a door and I see a room full of people all looking at their computers, I don't perceive that as a room full of people who are making things. Right. And, it, and in fact, it, it, it probably is. They're probably there making web comics. Well, it's the funny thing today is that I, I, I really believe this is that there are very few people today. Well, let's look at it this way. I don't know how long the thing's been around, but 20 years ago, something called Comic-Con, if it existed, would have been regarded as a fan event, a place where you go because you're a fan of comics, I bet. Right. And right. now today, I think for better or for worse, for reality, pretty much everybody thinks of themselves as a term I loathe, a content creator. Everybody thinks of themselves as somebody who makes stuff, even if making that is is your blog about blogs about comics yeah well but i have i've i have and and this is going to blow your mind okay but i have recently become uh uh friends with some people who are 
cosplayers. <laughs> and when I when when, when I you say, say friends, is this through a mud or uh, these people <laughs> these people you've met at a user group and a mug? Uh, like there are people that I know uh, that I that I initially probably met through the internet, but now have, oh. have now 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 I know them, and they and when you ask them what they do, mm-hmm. they say cosplay. That is what they do. It is their, cosplay. Cosplay is like a Japanese girl version of LARPing. Is yeah, right? LARPing and cosplay overlap. Yeah, but I mean, there's like a 60-pound difference, right? Well, I think you can be a girl and LARP. This, well, is a, this is a new thing I just discovered. There's girl LARPing. You can be a girl and LARP. But, but the idea that, that, hmm. that, that making a costume and, and going out in public in the costume and, and being a part of these, these gatherings and sort of showing off your creation is a form of... It's not just a form of creativity, but oh, it, yeah. it, it's actually now a, <clears throat> this is the thing that, I, I, that I, I'm still struggling to understand, but it is a kind of uh, being a rock star, or it's a kind of, um, it isn't just performance, it isn't just... But it's, but it's not just fan art. Like, there are people who are really doing genuinely creative stuff. Like, you know, you can... You can yeah, like, right. It's not, it's not that you're dressed up like Pokemon, but you have taken, you've taken elements from Pokemon, and you've taken elements from Speed Racer, and elements from... And you've made a new thing. And it is a costume which you are inhabiting. Mm-hmm. And you are the costume, kind of. Or, I, it's, it's all... It's a brave new world for me. I'm still trying to learn... I'm still trying to learn the uh, what it all means, but I'm actually I'm having firsthand experience of it now, rather than just not understanding it at a distance. Oh, and and dismissing it, which would be common for somebody like myself at my age. Yeah, I, I I'm realizing now that I cannot dismiss anything. You got to stop. You got that's how you get old. That's how you get calcified. That is how you get old. And and and, and we're such early days of the internet, and and in fact, we're kind of the unlucky ones because we were there for t- the 20 years of developing computers that now has become irrelevant, right? All those years that we spent or some of us spent sitting in front of Apple IIe's uh, writing basic programs onto floppy disks. Uh, unless you are, unless you are working at a vintage computer museum, mm-hmm. all that information is useless. Now it's all this, it's all become a different thing. And so the people that are, People that where the internet is going to go in twenty years, I don't know, and I can't afford. I really can't afford to say, eh. I mean, I had I had this experience just recently working with a with a company that I work closely with. Where, <laughs> you sure did. Where I had, oh, you know, I, I had, wish you could talk about this. Where I had the chief technology <laughs> officer of this company oh, tell God. me that he thought that Twitter was for douchebags and that he didn't understand why, you know, that that they had that the company had made a decision. A long time ago, uh, that uh, that they didn't want to send out too many newsletters right. on Twitter. But he didn't. He didn't tell you that through like a form letter, did he? No, he sent it to me on. A, he sent it to me on an email in reply to an email that I had sent him, right. which he which he claimed had gotten lost in his in his uh, trash folder uh. or his spam folder for a week. And I, and I wrote him back and I was like, first of all, you're the chief technology officer of this company that I work with. And my emails are going into your spam folder. 
Maybe you need to revisit how tightly your spam folder is configured. But second of all, you decided a long time ago what your social media policy was. Like, that doesn't make any sense because a long time ago there wasn't social media and now there is. And anyway, I realized that I'm 43 years old and to be, to have, to, to maintain the attitude that anything that I see in the world now is like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. When I, when it's just a question of, or it's just a case of not understanding what it is, I just can't afford to do it. I have to, I have to go out there and touch every LARPer and say, excuse me, good sir. Excuse me, kind knave. Would you explain? Doth explain to me thou's LARPing? Thy buttons are, thy buttons aren't out of period. <laughs> because I, because, because who knows? Yep. Honestly, who knows? And particularly the way that the internet manifests itself in real life. Who, who knows? Uh, I, I, maybe bronies are the future. Maybe it's bro- Okay, I'll bite. Maybe, uh, what is a brony? What is a brony? What a is a brony? brony? Is a grown person, a grown male, mm-hmm. who watches the My Little Pony television show <laughs> unironically <laughs> and who then dresses themselves in My Little Pony type costumes oh and meets up with other grown adult men and the women who love them to celebrate the positivity of the message at the core of My Little Pony. All unironically. Un- as far as I can tell, unironically. Genuine celebration of the message of positivity at the heart of My Little Pony. And they are called bronies. And there's a there is a little bit of like a furry element. Like I was gonna sex, guess it was. A, is like it a, it's, sex, but it's not a lady horse thing. It's totally a, it's a furry ish thing. It's a sex with cartoon horse. Oh dear. Thing, but it's not all about sex with cartoon horse. No, it's a philosophical because, component. Yeah, that which is My Little Ponies are. I don't. I have never seen a My Little Pony show. Yeah. But my understanding is that the message is very positive. It's very, very uh, pony positive. That the that's pony positive. That if you are a pink stuffed pony that that has the gift of life, <laughs> and you can fly, and you have magic powers which take the form of stars, you can send gold stars out into the sky. Hmm. Um, that that is better than living in the world as a human. Amen. You know what I mean? I would rather be there than here. You cannot afford to look down your nose at that because you never know. You never know. You never and the know. fact that most bronies also look like Robert Smith circa 1985 <laughs> is just, it's yeah, like, so again, they're, un, they're ungroomed bronies. Like, well, or, or groomed, like a lot of eyeliner tend to be a lot of uh, clove cigarettes are making a comeback. I smelled oh, cloves boy. the other day. So anyway, I don't know what the future will hold. Okay. I can't. I can't afford to sit here in my in my castle, my lighthouse um, windmill that I have built here on this promontory mm-hmm. at the edge of the earth, and and cast aspersions. This is this is really admirable, John. I think this is this is. I, I've arrived at something similar, and I just want to say I, I admire this. This hmm. this is this is very. Now, how do you how do you keep in touch with with a, with a brony or a uh, cosplayer? Do you guys do you guys have chat rooms or uh, do you use Facebook? How do you keep well, in touch? Do they have like a pony Facebook, pony book? Well, I, th- I think they do. I think they do. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not. Sounds like a live trying, journal thing, John. I'm yeah, I think you're on live journal. Touch. I'm not trying to keep in touch with bronies per se, but okay. I'm aware that they are there, and I am not opposed to them. Would you like to take this opportunity and this platform to reach out to the bronies and have them contact you? 
If there are any bronies who are listening to our podcast, I would mm-hmm. be surprised. But tap, if there tap, are tap, tap twice. I, I feel like most of the people who are listening to our podcast are are on the other side of the cynicism fence mm. from being tall, able tall fence. Being able to listen to or watch brony TV. Mm-hmm. But I do I do like I, I this 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 business of the Google chat where fifteen people all meet online and talk to each other uh and see their little faces that there in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um that is a thing I'm seeing more and more people do that that again I feel like I don't understand that. I don't understand the impulse to get in a computer room with twenty people and talk for five hours. But people are doing it. And again, I cannot cast aspersions. I have to just I think what I have to do is dip my toe in. I have to go join someone's chat. You could you could just very gently dip one little hoof into that trough and see what it's like and 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 check it out. But I admire this. I totally admire this. You could join it you could join a chat. Do you ever join a chat? I have did did uh, did, did uh, Scoots send you that invite for that thing? Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, Scott now that's that's a, that's a great example of a way to have, and people have no idea what we're talking about. But there are ways to do this. I don't have any desire personally. Well, I, now, look, can I can I can I mention what this is? I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to give them. A, you mean a the free, nature of the technology or what it's what, about? I, I don't want to give them a free promotion unless they're going to sponsor our podcast for five thousand dollars a month. No, I already but, asked them to sponsor my other podcast. They're, but, they're not into it. Uh, yeah. You, you're you, all the good things go to your other podcast. Well, they said no, John. Should I ask them if they want to sponsor best. this one? Yeah, you should. We're go never going to have say, a sponsor. Go back to them and say, why don't you sponsor this good one? Did you look at and it yet? Did so you Scott look at it? Sends me this thing, mm-hmm. and it says he's invited you to this fight this club, John. Fight club, last board. Okay, yes. And so I click on the thing. It says join the board. So I click on the thing, and I go there. And of course, they want all my information, and I'm not going to give them to him. So yeah. I, I. I got out of there, but I'm wondering what's on the other side of this wall. Scott Simpson and a bunch of people are talking about stuff. Well, before uh, you blew it, it was going to be the three of us making fun of people at Comic Con. You, now, me, and Scott Simpson, literally. Oh, why did I? Why did I not blow? Why did I not do that? that because sounds- you're afraid to take your fucking hoof and put it in the trough because uh, uh. you got that personal information that you hold so dear to your promontory. Uh, but I mean, if I, if I sign up for how this thing, Glassboard's now going to link to my Facebook page. It's not going to do. Then I'm going to be clicking cows on What the fuck are you doing on Facebook? My God, John. I go there once a week (sighs) because all my high school friends are there. We should talk about the MySpace days. You remember the MySpace days? I was helping you figure out how to, uh, how to, uh, automate uh, accepting people as friends. You remember that? I had, oh, I had a Firefox script for that. Because when I first was on, I do remember. Every morning, you spent every morning going click, click, friend, click, friend, click, friend, click. yes, accept, accept, accept. Mm-hmm. And then all those people would write on my MySpace uh, a page. Thanks, thanks for the thanks ad. For the ad. <laughs> thanks for the ad. Thanks for the ad. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, gosh, why would I want to dip a toe into that? Well, here's so, the thing. So long ago. <clears throat> I, 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 I have really come around to this, and, and I'm going to be the old man here and make the obvious reference, which is there were, do you remember like when, do you remember when radio came out? Like when radio came out, there's a, there's a, I think it's a, if it was an article or a letter. Are you asking me if I remember when radio came out? No, I withdrew that by making the funny old timey radio voice. When I use the, you know, I'm withdrawing when I use the funny old time radio voice. You're right. You're right. John Philip Sousa was in a huff because he said, I think, I don't want to overstate this, but you know, he's a very dramatic man. He wrote marches. He did. Good marches. Some. You know what those marches are good for? House Invading Poland. Let me tell you, there's only. I think you're thinking of Wagner. Did Wagner write marches? <laughs> no. 
this stuff is a little majestic for a march. So it's, can uh, a tuba can a tuba play? <laughs> Wagner's good for strafing. Wagner is really strafing. <laughs> they call it a strafe track. But marching music, it's a different thing. You need tubas. We've um, talked about this. John Philip Sousa, if memory serves, and I'll try to find this, uh, but uh, he was in a huff because he said recorded music is going to kill live music. Hmm. That once once people can go, that there will never be live music again. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but this happens all the time. Sure. This happened in the very, 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 very famous suit where Walt Disney uh, Corporation sued Sony over the Betamax, saying that right. nobody's ever going to, your children will be deprived of Winnie the Pooh because they're never going to go to a movie theater again. Anyway, long <laughs> story short. I'm not saying that internet chatting is going to kill chatting. No, no, no. But here's what I'm saying. This is, this is my problem is that it's easy for me to look at something new and go that's unfamiliar right or that's silly in the right. same or that's dangerous in the same way that john philip sousa might have thought that the radios or in that case i guess you know just recorded music were such a terrible thing for a long time right. they told they told women that they shouldn't ride on trains sure the first time that you saw a guy dressed as bob's big boy except with an erection yeah. you're like <laughs> i don't want this this is wrong <laughs> Um, but then you then later on it came now is LARPing fill, a subset? An and, empty hole in your what mind. about Civil War reenactors? Are they a subset of LARPing? Is and now is LARPing have to be like D and D? See, I don't even know. You know what, John? Forget it. I got to look all this up. I'm at See, a I loss. I, I I kind of know. Every time I hear the term LARPing... I just think of John Hodgman for some I reason. See, well, John Hodgman does not LARP. I swear to God, he talks he about it, doesn't he? I think he does. Okay. Uh, just as we are talking about it. But okay. LARPing, it's always swords and sorcery, as far as I can tell. Hmm. <laughs> the Civil War reenactors are absolutely LARPers. But so so it's think, a little bit D&D meets Lord of the Rings kind of stuff? Yeah, right, right. Everybody's everybody's drinking uh, flagons of mead. Mead. And uh, they, are, uh, they are actually having sword fights with each other in a, in a public park. Yeah, but like, how would you be a cleric in that context? I mean, clerics are already pretty useless, but if you're a cleric, an illusionist, or a magic user, and I know these are terms of art, uh, copyright TSR, which I think right, is right, out right. of business, but, yeah. but, um, but like, yeah, I could see being a paladin, a ranger, or a thief, or right. I don't know what those terms mean, but yeah, I could see being one of those, but like, how would you be a cleric, an illusionist, or a magic user without people just laughing at you? Is that, well, is that part of the play? Is that part of the cause? I think so. You're talking about a group of people who are wearing chainmail in, uh, in, uh, on a soccer field. Like, I don't think clerics can wear chainmail. Nobody's going to laugh at you if you suddenly are like, I cast a spell of unhappiness. But I mean, it's kind of like asking the genie for, for three more wishes, don't you think? In my experience, speaking personally as a sorcerer, mm. well, <laughs> we're actually, I think, I think I would rather... I think Is this I'm, about you running around in the sewers? <laughs> I think I'm more of a wizard, uh, because sor- sorcerers Like Merlin? I think I'm a wizard, sort of like Mer- your namesake Merlin. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, being a wizard generally involves standing at one remove from the action and looking at everyone with a quizzical and knowing look, right? So you don't, you're not actually in there casting spells. You're just standing at one remove in a longer cloak Hmm. and, and going, "Mm, aha, Mm. mm." you're just the wise, it's, 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 you're the wise one. You're like the CEO of magic. That's right. You don't, you don't. You don't have to be involved in every implementation decision. You're hanging back and making sure that the boat's moving in the right direction. Exactly. And then you assume that at one hmm. point a combatant will come over and consult with you, mm-hmm. and then you can give them some. You know, you give them private. Magic. So in that instance, it could be an illusionist who's a uh, who's, who's a mentee. Oh, an illusionist. I bet anyone anyone there who is a, is, a, is an illusionist. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that they're a juggler. <laughs> Which is not the same thing. It's not the same thing. But, 
But no, it's not absolutely not as the same thing as a juggalo. An illusionist. That, that sounds like a seduction community kind of thing. I'm very interested in Civil War reenactments as a component of LARPing, though. I wonder if Do you know how serious those people... Do you know how serious they are? Are you aware of how serious they are? I am, but you know, I live in the West, so there is no... There is very little... We cannot reenact actual Civil War battles out here because none, none occur. You're already hardcore. What could be more hardcore than somebody who's honest about whether it was appropriate for them to reenact something? Oh, my God. You oh, really yeah. are the CEO of Magic. I'm telling you what, if you are a Civil War reenactor in Washington State, yeah. you need to check yourself. If this is a thing you want to do, you should go to Tennessee. So you could be like a grunge reenactor. Well, or or a Boeing. You could be a Boeing reenactor. We had, we had, did you ever hear about the Pig War? <laughs> and the Pig War. Yes, please, please. Are you talking about the local wars? <laughs> no, 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 not, not where the guy punches the other guy out. <laughs> where I got a broken leg over whether the pig was local. No, 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 no. The Pig War was, a, was an incident... <laughs> Here, between uh, between the United States and uh, and and the English, mm-hmm. what later became the Canadians, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, right before the Civil War. There was a there was a there was a battle on Vancouver Island between you know because they they hadn't decided where Oregon Territory left off and where British Columbia where they hadn't decided where the border was. And uh, this is where the slogan fifty four forty or fight oh okay. comes from. This is this like we're out here. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares really what's going on in Oregon territory because they're about to have a civil war back, back, uh, back east. But we're out here, and the British are kind of encroaching. And the British, the British actually wanted the border of Canada to be the Columbia River out here, which would have encompassed all of Washington State. And so there were a few brave Americans keeping the British back, and. One of those Americans. Anyway, so there was a pig. Hmm. There was a pig. Oh, it started was, with a pig. It started with a pig, and and there was a an American. I think there was a pig, and there was an American farmer, and the pig was in his yard, and then he killed the pig, and then it, the pig was owned by a British person, and then it started a fight. Okay, <clears throat> that's like their what their Maine, their Lusitania, their something like that. They're, yeah, they're, it was they're, their, they're Franz Ferdinand. It, it was their main. Remember the pig. <laughs> Remember the pig. <laughs> but uh, but very interestingly, the commander of the American forces out here at that time was one Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, turns out. Turns out. Whew. Ulysses S. Is Grant. Is that where he made his bones? This is where he like got his initial bones. <laughs> And then he went back and, um, and you know, and made a name for himself as president of the United States. Man. But anyway, so uh, up there in the north, now we're talking about the uh, Strait of Juan de Fuca, the Orcas uh, Islands. Yeah. Is that real? Right? Up there by Bellingham. <laughs> All that area, there's still a lot of hard feelings about that pig. <gasps> You know, the British and the Americans, there's a bunch of islands and the Americans own some of the islands and the British own other islands. And it's not very clear. They're like, it's not a straight line. It's kind of like, oh, you just don't, you just don't bring up the pig. You don't bring up the pig. It's like, uh, it's like a Dominican Republic in Haiti, you know, like uh, New Zealand and in Australia. There's just some things we don't talk about. If you're talking if to someone from the Dominican Republic, you don't mention Haiti. Never mention Haiti. If you're talking to somebody from Haiti, you can talk about the Dominican Republic all day. But you know, is that right? Yeah, I think don't? they look down pretty hard on, on Haiti. 
I, when yeah, I went I'm, to the I'm Dominican sure Republic, I was when I went to the Dominican, Dominican Republic, I was informed that you must not ever discuss Haiti. Yeah, well, which is a shame because I had a lot of really good Haiti material. Haiti material plays really strong everywhere except the Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stand-up comics killed with that in the eighties. You got your initial bones. Um, Listen, stand-up comedy is not funny. I think we've determined that. Here's the thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is like the, the problem is though. Uh, oh yeah, shoot. I, you know what? Can I? Can I? Can I trace back in the stack a little bit? Yeah, go back. What? What? Uh, what comics do you like? Comic books. Yeah. When oh. you go, when you're going to go to the den of com- comics, and you're going to get into the dander zone, what, what, what will you be looking for? You mentioned National Lampoon. Are you looking for any, uh, any funny books while you're there? Uh, uh, most of the comics that I like are, I don't even know if this is still the term of art, but that they are, uh, they are alternative comics. And, uh, hmm. and I say alternative comics all the way back to R. Crumb and, okay. and Raw Magazine. Now here's, I'm going to reveal how little I know about this. Would like Chris Ware be one of those kinds of things? Absolutely. A more modern one. Okay. <laughs> but you know, like. <laughs> I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, you know, he's not one of the classic uh, of the first generation. He's a classic of the third generation. It's pronounced Richard Rich. <laughs> Although, Richie Rich, yeah, I have to say, I have a very soft spot for Richie Rich comics. Oh, it better be soft. Not so much that I would go buy vintage Richie Rich comics, mm-hmm. but I think if I went to Comic-Con and I found that there was actually an underground, like, Richie Rich comic book collector market where people were... <laughs> Talking about Richie Rich comics as serious collector's items, where it's like this one. You, you know there is, and it's worth fifteen dollars. If I <laughs> if I discover that, if I go find that, I might be susceptible to getting sucked into that. Can I make a suggestion? You mentioned the big boy with the erection. I don't. Yeah. I know you're 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 a very careful sartorial man, but I'm just saying it. It would not be that hard for you to dress up like Richie like Rich. Richie Rich, like a big rich, like a big Richie Rich. I'm just saying. I mean, what did he have? I, I'm not going to Google this, but I think he had, he had kind of a, shorts. I think he had a fancy outfit and blonde hair. He had shorts with suspenders. I think you would look great in that. And you already got that blonde peroxide hair. You'd look great, and you're rich. It would work great. I mm-hmm. am rich. Mm-hmm. You got got a whole extra house just for your money. I have a butler named Bascom. Ba- Bascom. You could build robots whenever the fuck it suits you. Mm-hmm. I'm My just dad saying. Is hardly ever around except. When he is, he's just there to throw money at me. Here's my concern with the Civil War. The Civil War thing has been the reenactment and Civil War buffness has mm-hmm. has been overdone for like a generation. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't done. well no, but I mean the whole like I'm into the Civil War, you right. know, like thing. I right. think I think that tipped with that PBS program, right? right. It turns okay. out, right. and and here's the thing. I think. You know what? I don't even want to Google this for any variety of reasons, but I'm just suggesting it would not take that much preparation. You already have a lot of clothes. I bet you, with with your uh, with your needle skills, I bet you could cobble together a pretty good Richie Rich outfit that puts you deep in the Harvey Comics space. You could become, if you ever decided to move vertically from being the CEO of Magic, you could be the CEO of Richie Rich. Your thoughts? Hmm. I'm saying there's not going to be sure. There's going to be slave layers. I hope to. I, you know, a, a mutual, a mutual friend. I, I said to him, if you see any good Batgirls or you see any good Dark Phoenix, please snap some photos for me. Sure, I don't, don't want to be creepy. But right. in your case, I wonder how many Richie Riches are there. Doubtful that there are many Richie Riches. Although I was thinking about going as Dennis Icorn, which I'm <laughs> sure there will not be any Dennis P Icorn. I'm going to go ahead and uh, there. hit the keyboard for that one. Is that I K E E I? Mm-hmm. C-H. Mm-hmm. It's, pronou- it's pronounced Jaden. 
Dennis Icorn. Dennis P. Icorn. If I cosplay. That is, that is the silliest name I've ever heard in my life. Dennis P. Icorn. I don't think anybody else there will be Dennis P. Icorn. And I won't have to work very hard because he basically looks like me and oh, I would just go wearing my own clothes. He's from Montana. Originally. Hmm. He, he, he made his bones in Idaho. Made his bones. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the thing is, you know, you mentioned earlier with these, these cosplay uh, um, people that, that they're bringing together different things. Like, maybe you're going to bring together, you know what I mean? You're, you're doing sure, a mashup, be, a cultural like a little, mashup. How about Richie Rich with a boner? <laughs> Suddenly, for reasons I can't explain, I can't imagine him not having a boner. <laughs>